Hello, friend. Welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm evangelist Mike McCurry, the host of this program. I can't thank you enough for being a part of our listening audience today. For those of you that have been listening for weeks, months, even years, this particular week of programs will be a little bit of an oddity. We're not going way off the reservation or anything like that, but we are going to dive directly into highlighting one of our gospel tracks and telling you a little bit about how you can order this particular gospel track that I'm holding in my hand. And then in short order, we are going to dive into a subject, into a thought that's been permeating my mind, my heart for weeks on end now. I've been looking for the opportunity to talk about this with you. I'm excited that the Lord gave me liberty Today, Without further ado, turn to the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth, if you would, while you do that, let me very quickly sum up a gospel tract called The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. Now, a lot like many of our other gospel tracts, this particular pamphlet has received a facelift recently, but on the inside, the content is still the same. It begins with the Book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then it jumps into an anecdote, an illustration by a sad old man that's dying of cancer. He told a pastor friend a tragic story. I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger with this gospel track and tell you that you can read the entirety of the content of this gospel track on our website, BibleTracksInc.org, but you can also order this gospel track today. We've had people use these at rescue missions and, and soup lines and different situations like that, food banks and all sorts of applications, but this gospel track, The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. Would you mind ordering it? BibleTracksInc.org. That's our website. I told you we'd be quick today. Let's look at the book of Ruth. Would you join me there? The book of Ruth, chapter number one. There's only four chapters or so in this amazing book. The book of Ruth, chapter one. Begin reading with me in verse number one. We have much ground to cover. I'll ask you to engage your mind, but also engage your heart this week. Will you? Ruth, chapter one. Now it came to pass, in the days when the judges ruled, that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the name of his two sons Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem Judah, and they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left, and her two sons. And they, those two sons, they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Chilion died also both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Now, 
I do not tell this particular Bible story or read it for you because of this, but the Lord brought to mind as I was putting the finishing touches on and thinking about this message, this particular thought and theme for today, that in the past few days and months, my wife and I have stood beside, sadly, multiple caskets of people that were friends, almost family, from our home church and others that were very close to us. And we have known, yes, that they were on the other side. They were stepping over into glory. But at some point, we still realize that in this earthly robe of flesh that we reside in right now, that we would never again have the opportunity to converse with, fellowship with, have fun with, sit down at a, at a board game after a lovely meal together. We would never be able to see that person alive down here again. I'm so glad for the hope of glory, and I thought about playing some different songs about heaven today, but will suffice it to say, I'm so glad that we get to look forward to heaven. But while we're down here, it can be difficult, can it not? There are people listening to me right now that have lost dear family, dear friends and loved ones. There are people that very likely have stood by the tomb or the, the burial place, the graveside of a husband, of a wife. Maybe, maybe sadder still by the casket of a son or a daughter. There are plenty, I'm sure, that have said goodbye to family and friends, those who you'd call your bosom buddies, those friends forever. But sometimes in the quietness of our own mind, even though we know there is a hope in eternity, there is a capital H-O-P-E, there is the hope, Jesus Christ, we sometimes begin to question God's purpose down here, don't we? Would you turn over to later on in the chapter 1 of, book, of the book of Ruth? Chapter 1, let's look at verse number 18. When she, meaning Naomi, saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking under her. Well, where are we jumping into? What's the context here? Well, I'll be honest with you, you can make the case that I'm skipping over some of the best preaching passages in the book of Ruth, but for time's sake, Naomi decides, I'm going to go back home. I'm going back to Bethlehem, Judah, where I belong. Now, we could talk about, honestly, we could possibly spend time on the fact that she should have never left Bethlehem. She and her husband and two sons should have never gone into that picture of the world, Moab. She and her husband might have made a mistake that cost their family dearly, but... Thankfully, God always has grace. He always gives more grace. And Naomi decides, I'm going back home. And she tells those two young ladies, Orpah and Ruth, go back to your people. Go back to the Moabites. Take you a husband of those people. And we will part as friends. We will part really as family. But you go back. Orpah had to be convinced. But in the end, she decided to go back. Ruth, on the other hand, in verse 18, the one we just read together, 
When she, Naomi, saw that she, meaning Ruth, was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Now, as I mentioned, we skipped over a great passage of scripture where Ruth says, Where thou diest will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Basically, I'm going where you're going. Your God is my God. I'm not leaving your side. She went with her. And there they were. I want you to think about the body language. I want you to think about the tread of their feet. This was not a spry hop, skip, and a jump as Naomi leapt back to her hometown with joy in her heart. No, we'll find out in just a moment what was really going on inside. I want you to think about the fact that they, especially Naomi, they were trudging. Get that word in your mind. Trudging through the dust and the heat as they staggered back towards Naomi's home. I wonder if Ruth grabbed her elbow every once in a while as Naomi, the older woman, lost her footing on the long walk, the long journey back home. Look, if you would, at verse number 19. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? Is this Naomi? Think about how they said that. Those people. Think of Bethlehem. There may be some listening to me right now that you come from a big city where everything is spread out and you don't really, you could walk the streets of that city and come across millions of people, literally, who don't know your name. But think about those that come from a small town. There's probably people right now that are listening saying, oh, I know what you're talking about. Those small rural communities of a thousand, two, even five thousand, where Everybody knows everybody else's business. You know what I'm talking about? Where nothing goes on, but there's the there's the people that kind of carry the news to the, the gossip vine. The, the, the ones that keep the information flowing. You know, nothing travels as fast as bad news. And someone's got to tell everybody the bad news, right? Well, think of Bethlehem that way. All the city was moved about them. Think about how... Those people covered their mouth with their hands, one in shock, but two to muffle their voices as they leaned over to someone and said, Is this Naomi? The, the, they've been gone for ten years, but she looks far older than just a decade has passed. See those, see those lines in her face? Is this Naomi? Can this be? Who's that woman with her? She doesn't look like she's from around here. She has a, her skin has a different cast. She, 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 she dresses differently. Oh, and she opens her mouth and talks to Naomi, and they hear the accent. She's a Moabitess damsel. What is she doing here? You can hear almost the vitriol in their voices. They, there is no love lost between the Israelites and those from Moab. What does Naomi respond she said unto them, after they said, Is this Naomi? Call me not Naomi. 
Call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Now, this is not the final landing spot. We're going to pick up this particular account, and we're going to make some application. I think, honestly, it helped me so very much. I hope it will help you as well. But let me say this. When the Lord's on your side, you're never empty. No matter what Naomi thought about her circumstance and situation, God still had a plan and, get this word, a purpose for her life and the life of her daughter-in-law. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to implore you, please be with us for the remainder of this week as we talk about God's purpose for your life. Have a great day. For His glory, God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.